I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And, and welcome, welcome to the Houseplants Podcast. We are here to talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus Christ. The big three. But, and everything else in between, whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> I think it would be really cool if we got advice on what we should talk about, as long as it's uh, righteously centered. But yeah. Whatever people want to hear about, we're here to talk about. But that, that we are both cool. passionate about music and media as people who are broadcasting and music folks. You know what would be really great? A Christian musical. Media, music, and the mission of Jesus. Oh, wait. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ Superstar. superstar. <laughs> 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 All right, you ready to start? Yeah, I'm really excited to do this one because it is a song that I wrote a long time ago, and we haven't played it in a while, but we used to play it together all the time. Well, it is actually my favorite song you've ever written. Oh, well. So I'm super excited to play it. I'm this glad one. that you like it because we used to do it a lot. Well,. Lead us off. What are some friend. of your memories of this song? Okay, so I just am curious. BCM, yeah, and let's see, uh, Wesley Foundation, then ZKB as like uh, alternating like worship song. Yeah, but it was just like I don't know. I just I very much enjoy the uh, harmonies we used to do. Yeah, because once I kind of hopped on your band, I kind of uh, situated myself as the like second singer in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, Emily Brown was doing it at the time, right? Right. You were the second male singer. You were yeah. like the only other male singer that we had. And you were like, oh, I need somebody to go like a third above me. I was like, I got Yeah. I got you. But yeah. I just remember always playing this at every gig that we ever had. We would do this one and then we would always end with uh, Marvelous Light by Charlie Hall. Marvelous that was Light like rolls. the worship anthem. Still one of my favorite pump up songs. Like, yeah. Get everybody excited. Cool. Well, I'm going to start a timer here so we know how long we're going this time where we had no idea last time. Oh yeah. By the way, guys, uh, we didn't just quit after the first one. We, we didn't just give it a good effort and stop. We're going to be doing this a lot. So we're sticking to it. <laughs> Episode two, get ready. Just me and Colin in the bedroom. <laughs> it's going to rock and it's going to worship and it's going to be a lot of fun. So this is, this is the one we serve or the one we serve. Shelter in a child 
Among the crowds of people, each with a different voice. And all the names he's been given in sorrow and rejoice. Even where the people reject him, he's still living there. His works are evident, they're happening everywhere. This is the one we serve. Holy Spirit, fill us up. In every nation, city, Shining all we are. Verse 2. Far away and across the ocean, or right here in our homes. Everywhere the hearts are breaking, where we're afraid to go. Let us be your hands and feet and challenge us to move. Thank you for letting me do a little fancy uh, electronic lead on that. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I like that. All right. So do you want to pray? Mm, sure. Um, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much uh, that we get to come together and discuss things that um, honor you. Uh, I thank you that 
you've allowed us to have the time to put this together and to um, play music. And Mm -hmm. I thank you for each person that is listening to this episode. Um, Lord, I pray that um, we would just be drawn closer to you through this process, that you would teach us how to live better lives for you and how to let your grace uh, shine in us and outshine um, all our junk. And I pray, Lord, that that would just speak loudly and um, that you would just speak through us. It's in your son's holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Where are you in the amen, amen controversy? You know what I'm saying? Maybe we should make the episode about that. (laughs) That's a hotly debated topic, I guess. Listen, have you ever heard it like or seen it spelled A-H? That's my question. Like as in ah, real monsters? (laughs) (laughs) Or, oh, my goddess, like the um, anime show that Jessica, my wife, really likes. Oh. It's about an angel. So, you know. I guess if you were to ask me where I was on that debate, it would be unaware that it is a debate. (laughs) Ambivalent. (laughs) Torn between two sides. No, I'm just But it is everywhere. I mean, it splits churches. It's a big topic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you uh, you leave one church and you come to another one, the same domination, and you say... Uh, Only to find out that they say amen <laughs> like weirdos. And you get there and you go, I'm so sorry, but you guys have just walked down the wrong path, okay? Or there's in the Lord's Prayer, um, whether God forgives us for our trespasses or our debts or our sins. Forgive us our tres... Is it? Forgive us our debts as we... <laughs> We forgive our debtors. This is, is what happens when I come to a new it. church and I hear that prayer. I go, um, give us each day our daily bread and forgive us. And please, God, those who just have <laughs> against us. And <laughs> All right. So, Zach, what are we talking about today? We're talking about where does your inspiration come from? And that's kind of a big topic, but I think we're going to attack it from several different areas. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about creative kind of inspiration Mm -hmm. since both of us have kind of one foot at least in that realm. Um, Right. But I think that, you know, we could also talk about inspiration in general. Like, is God kind of giving you the words to speak or is it coming from somewhere else? And maybe those questions are not always the easiest to answer, but we're going to kind of dive in. Right. Yeah, I like it. Um, Yeah. So, okay, let me ask you first, since we just got done with the song, tell us a little bit about where you got the inspiration for um, this is the one we serve. Well, it's the one we serve, right? Yeah. I just, I'm the one who says this is the one we serve because it's the the, the lyric. In the I've, I've put it both ways on like a set list or whatever. Mm. I'm not sure. I think it's just the one we serve if you look it up on Spotify. It's uh, funny because with Jesus forgive my sins or sin, I always mm. got goofed up. And then Bob eventually asked me, he was like, is it sin or sins? What is it? Okay. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I guess sins. <laughs> well, that's another thing because as um, the way that I write, I tend to go in and re-edit and reinterpret things as I go along. Right. So I may never do any one song the same way multiple times. I so mean, I have changed words before. <laughs> Got to leave room for the Holy Spirit, I guess. Right, yeah. <laughs> In the case of uh, The One We Serve, that was a really weird song because normally it takes me a really long time to write lyrics. Mm. But this one kind of came to me fully formed. Excuse me. <clears throat> I think I was playing that chord progression uh, for the chorus, which is like an A and then a F sharp minor over A and then a G. 
And I was like, I kind of got this t- little tune stuck in my head that mm-hmm. repeats a couple notes that repeat in a melody over and over. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. for some reason, this is the one we serve was the words that just kind of came in and um, kind of like never before. And really never since then, it all just kind of flowed very naturally and easily. For people who are really nerdy about music like me. I think it's fun that the song starts on the five, goes to the three, mm-hmm. like minor, and then to the like four, like yeah. uh, suspended, I guess. But like, what's interesting is if you heard that and you didn't hear the like, it go to B minor, you would think it's like almost in a different key, like it's in A, mm-hmm. like but it's actually in like D major. I like songs that don't resolve, but back then I was in college and mm. I don't think I knew hardly anything about theory. Right. Not that I know a ton now. I know a little bit more than I did. I was more of the theory guy, I guess. But sure. You had way more like worship experience starting out when we first met. <clears throat> but anyway, um, the other thing that was happening right around that time was uh, was serving on leadership at the Baptist Campus Ministries. And we were doing this outreach where we had chalkboards in the public space on campus mm-hmm. and people were writing it was called love hate and each board had like a love side and a hate side. Some people got really upset about it. Yeah. There were some, <laughs> some people were offended, but it was really kind of a free speech zone, honestly. Um, but you could write the positive or the negative of whatever topic was on the board that day. Sure. And so one of them was like church. One of them was God, I think. Mm-hmm. And people could write hate. So there were people who were like, I what hate year God. Was this? Uh, this was probably 10 years ago. So it was truly free speech, not like how it's defined today, but it was actually <laughs> like you're free to actually say something. You know, yeah, as an aside. <laughs> I don't want to get. Uh, I don't want to get into it, but yeah. we did we did do that again with the Wesley Foundation uh, just two years ago, and it was a lot more controversial, I'll yeah. say. Yeah, more people uh, wanted to tear them down and break them and. Yeah, we All had people trying to silence each other. That I yeah. that was some, even Christians something were. Else. I mean, not, we're not absolved of any more uh, bad uh, attitudes than anybody right. else. But I just was surprised to find out that Christians were the ones who put that together, and then Christians were also the people like kind of starting fights. Very different way. feel. Yeah. But I just remember at the time of this is the one we serve. Uh, now you got me saying it. <laughs> Sorry. At that time, I I remember seeing people write what they thought God was like, and I kind of wanted to um, set the record straight in a number of ways. Not that I'm the ultimate authority on everything about aspects of God's personality. No, you are. <laughs> Apparently, you are. <laughs> you no, know, go ahead. Just Zach. by writing this song. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. The the <laughs> presumption that you have to write this. I just feel several like hundred is... people have probably heard this. <laughs> so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they know you're the authority. Apparently. Right. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Yeah, but I wanted to write things about how God is reaching out, how He's looking for the lost. Um. And then this is the one we serve is like, um, uh, presenting like this person that we've just been talking about, this is who is most important to us. And we're asking the Holy spirit to fill us up and take us to every nation Mm -hmm. city and heart. And that we want, um, that light to shine in us greater than, than what we bring to the table because we're going to fall short. So you would say that like part of the lyrics came as like a result of your circumstance like where you were with yeah. your walk with Christ. Yeah, I had I got to hear people out on their gripes with the church and with God and it was because most of it was because 
uh, people had misrepresented God in one way or another to them. Agreed. Yeah, people have been hateful. They still do. Or something, and they they still do. They always will. It's a constant pro. (laughs) Right. Misrepresenting your your group of people, whatever group you belong to, you're going to have some bad eggs that, that are the ones people think of when they think of your group. Of course, yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, my little vain attempt to set the record straight was this is it's, the one we started. It's not vain. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Seriously, it's not vain. But seriously, <laughs> it 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 really came very easily. Sure. Compared to other songs like um, "Above the Noise" is another one I wrote. Yeah. And that one took almost I two like years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And even though that one's just completely based on. Um, the love chapter in Corinthians. Well, see, um, whenever it still I come, took a long time to. <laughs> I was going to say, like your lyrics, I don't want to come into this place and just fill up empty space. Mm-hmm. I feel like whenever I come into a room, I do fill up a lot of the empty space because I'm a <laughs> little bit bigger. So it really, it really, um, it spoke to me in that way. Sure, sure. No, I'm teasing. Uh, I am not making light of your music. I'm just being silly. <laughs> um, let me ask you about something else then, since you mentioned that. Um, you're talking about God spreading out into every nation, city, and heart. Uh, is that, would you say that at the time you were very like globally like centered in your walk? And is that different now? Are, are you asking if I had like a focus towards yeah. missions? Well, like everybody's yeah. in a different place in their walk and that was 10 years ago. Yeah. So I'm just asking if back then were you more uh, looking out um, to like, you know, do his work or were you, Oh, sure. Or yeah. is it just like, uh, it, it, well, I guess what I'm, the point I'm getting about is we're talking about inspiration and I feel mm-hmm. like, um, God sometimes inspires the lyrics based on like your walk and also like what he thinks he can use you for in that time. And so like, yeah. we were very active in the BCM, you yeah. remember. And so yeah. a lot of that was like outreaching to the community, but it was also, we were part of, um, Northridge and. Uh, other church organizations doing like outreach and you kind of put it on everybody that let's take this on the road and do these shows. Uh-huh. And so I feel like a lot of that is exemplified in the lyrics. Like you had that spirit of, um, of, I guess not only local outreach, but like global outreach too. Yeah. I've always been passionate to kind of reach out to like the, the artist community specifically mm. like bands and songwriters. Oh, yeah. and, stuff. and so, um, you know, we've, we, put on concerts and things that was kind of where my heart was at the time and i also you know you're talking about globally i really i don't think i had been out of the country yet oh you hadn't first taken your haiti trip yet no no that wasn't until a couple years later that's right i forgot about but i had been to new orleans and so i experienced missions firsthand kind of that way too where you guys did actual like we did some uh hurricane katrina relief oh yeah you told me about that yeah Mm mm-hmm well, um, I guess as far as like worship songs go, because we did yeah. Flourish last week, um, I'll say that it was kind of in the same vein. It was we were doing ministry at Northridge at the time yeah. for Mayfield, and that was the whole thing about it was the, um, I guess you'd call it the place we were in our walk and the ministry we were doing at that time was like outreach centered to that local community in Psalm 92. Um, definitely speaks about like the imagery of the plants and stuff. And we were helping them plant a garden and, and I guess they're, what do you call that? Recess area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just like you with, with this, is the one we serve, I felt like uh, 
we had a similar kind of inspiration in that it was like our ministry of the time, like where yeah. we were at spiritually. Totally. So would you say that that song uh, came easily as a fully formed whole or was it one that you went back and revised and worked on a lot? Okay. So check this out. Um, Jake Lee, who we'll be talking to next episode, by the way, um, and Robin Ramsey came to me and they were talking about this ministry they were doing. And I just kind of opened my Bible and started looking through like the index area and stuff. Cause back then I don't know if I actually had a phone that could like Google search and stuff. Yeah. Um, that was like maybe 11 years ago. If I'm th- no, you wrote, this is the one we served before I wrote flourish. I feel like 2011 would be when this one. So a couple years later. You wrote Maybe. this the one we served in 2011? No, I think 2008. So Flourish was 2011. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. So um, I wrote that because Jake and uh, Robin Ramsey were like, hey, yeah, we're doing this thing. We're doing this like garden project. And then Jake was saying he was going to do a message having to do with like planting seeds. And I was like, man, there's no worship song I can think of about planting seeds right now. Yeah. And so I went home and I just hung out with Jessica and I pulled out my guitar. And I think I started texting you and saying like, oh, man, I think I have this like cool like guitar thing. You wanted to work in some of those agricultural metaphors. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I guess just flipping through the Bible through my uh, quest, like NIV, I think that's what they call it. Mm -hmm. um, I found uh, Psalm 92 and that was like the perfect imagery, this, uh, a plant, being planted in the house of the Lord, being planted in the courts, uh, and, uh, you'll grow like the great tree of Lebanon. So, or I think it's, um, you're, you'll be anointed and all of this. And it was very, uh, plant centric imagery. It's about being planted, being planted, being a plant in a house, just like <laughs> house plants. <laughs> This entire first 20 minutes of this podcast has been building up to that great pitch to what the a name, <laughs> to the title of the podcast. Did you see that? It's just like a movie. It's yeah. like uh, the movie title is in it, like right. uh, as good as it gets. And then yeah. Jack looks like, oh, this is as good as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> so did you sit down and work on Flourish a, a lot, like several times over a week? Or was it something that came quickly? Weirdly, like you, yeah. it came pretty quick. Yeah. It's like one day I had like almost all of it written. And it was only like a three minute, three hours yeah. of like just sitting down yeah. at my house. Wouldn't it be great if every song oh worked Lord. out like that? It'd be so amazing. See, I used to count on those times mm-hmm. of when inspiration would hit yeah. and they were very few and far between. What I'm trying to do now is uh, trying to get on the process of trying to write a little something mm-hmm. very consistently, whether I like it or not, to kind of get more in the habit Right. Of doing it. So I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that. Well, not to play devil's advocate to you or anything. Not, I'm not I'm not saying that's wrong because there mm-hmm. is times when I do that. But a lot of times if I force it and I feel like it's not coming, yeah. I feel like it's the wrong time. Yeah, me too. Especially yeah. when it's worship music. If it's just me messing around like I come up with some cool like music thing on guitar yeah. or piano, I like tuck it away for later. But um, when it comes to like Flourish or the one we serve, those kinds of stuff, like those kinds of songs, I feel like it... it, it I don't want to be like super bold and say that like God's ordained it. So it just comes really fast. Yeah. But I think that God is like setting you up to write it to, to further his like kingdom. Uh huh. Now it, 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 it comes from a place of being humble and just kind of like letting that happen. Sure. But I, but I also think you're right that the practice of doing it, the practice of getting um, familiar with like 
how to approach writing, what things to not get frustrated by and to like push through. Yeah. It's like really good. But you and I have been writing so long now, we're like past mm-hmm. that stage. But for new people who don't write, yeah, I think Zach is right on the money at saying that you have um, like almost like a like a process with like a few steps. I'm not like I'm not going to write some book about the process of writing a song, but because there's a million yeah, of them. But right. I don't use the same thing all the time. But, you know, if I'm feeling like the creative juices might be flowing, I might just get out a notebook and write some stuff down whether i have a fully formed idea or not and you're more of a lyrics man whereas i'm more of a right. music guy yeah mm-hmm. so your thing i would guess is to sit at the piano and Here maybe record a little bit <laughs> i'm gonna write something right now okay <laughs> i'm gonna just come up with something like it would be like me just sitting at the piano at the house and going uh-huh. like uh oh jazz start messing around and I go, well, you know what? That sounded fun, but it didn't sound like up-tempo worship. What did that sound like? Uh, and then, you know, I just kind of wait and see what I'm feeling with it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that really helps me out too, like with the Flourish song is like having objectives, mm-hmm. like almost being railroaded. I hate to yeah. like, um, not to use video game terminology, but we are talking about media and video games are media. So I will say that kind of like in video games, sometimes you have um, story that is very, very linear and uh-huh. you can't do a whole lot of free roaming. But yeah. lately, a lot of games are like very free roaming. Like you can do whatever you want, like uh, sure. Breath of the Wild and, you know, like Fallout and whatever. These kinds of games. Yeah. So what you get when you have games like that is uh, not so much of a linear story that you can kind of just pick and choose whenever mm-hmm. you want. But for me, it's harder to stay focused when I have all this other stuff I can do. Yeah. Sometimes it's great. For instance, you become a cabbage farmer in Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but you couldn't, you couldn't necessarily, like, I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm saying that for me, uh, it's good to sometimes have objectives because then yeah. I am more driven to succeed in mm-hmm. that objective. And so for like writing music purposes, it's good to be like, we don't really have a worship song for this. And we're in this time yeah. period where this is like super important to our church and Jake is talking about it or whoever your pastor is, is talking about it. And so you, you start, you start to like have that talk with yourself. Like maybe there just needs to be a worship song. I've written a worship song before. Let me try it. You know? And yeah. so for me, that's objectives are like sometimes helpful for me. Yeah. That's um, what we did in my songwriting class this past semester. I got right. to take this songwriting class and most of the time we were just trading lyrics back and forth online. Mm-hmm. And whenever we did that, we had these little prompts every week. Right. And so um, Dr. Powers, our professor, would say, um, this week I want you guys to write a song about the incarnation. So, you know, Christ becoming a human oh, and write yeah. the worship. And then he would provide some examples. Mm-hmm. Here's a Christmas song by um, Charles Wesley that addresses that. 
yeah. take a look at these and try to write something kind of along this topic. And people would all post in a forum, you know, even if we didn't have a full song, you know, maybe we had to do at least four lines or something. Sure. And people would post these things and some people like it. Some people wrote like straight up poetry, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that cool. <laughs> yeah. Having, having that kind of thing um, was really helpful for me. And it kind of opened my eyes to like, oh, hey, if I had some kind of accountability or um, even just a topic to kind of focus me in. Sure. Sometimes some good stuff will come. Sometimes I felt like I was stuck and I had to kind of make something up on the fly. But um, I mean, it's in those times like. Um, yeah what we're talking about inspiration you look for uh kind of the next push sometimes it really hit and i was like yeah this is gonna be a really good song yeah i'm not phoning this in i'm really passionate about all the stuff i'm saying well like uh you sent me that one the really good uh hymn that you kind of yeah we had to write a song about the trinity and mm-hmm. so i said well i'll go ahead and just do a full verse for each person in the trinity father son and holy spirit so and good. so it was a three verse song with um kind of a hymn structure so it didn't have a chorus we need each, to do it yeah we uh, will on one of these uh, we will episodes. get we will get to it at some point that'd be really sick if we did that one <laughs> um i wanted to to now that we've been talking about kind of like where it comes from like you yeah. said that you have your moments mm-hmm. um i just i i looked up on the merriam webster like dictionary like what the word inspiration okay. translates as and so i thought this was interesting because i know merriam webster I know those guys, like the, the person, um, was a believer. And so that's interesting, but we don't have to talk about that. Is but. it actually by Webster, like from the show Webster? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's by Miriam from the show. Miriam. <laughs> that's not a show probably. Um, Moses's sister. <laughs> it's Moses's sister and it's Webster from the 80s show. <laughs> it's the same person. Um, but it says as the first definition, no joke, of inspiration is a divine influence or action mm. on a person believed to qualify him or her to receive and communicate sacred revelation. I'm not kidding. That's very interesting. Very, very cool, right? Yeah. But one of the other definitions, which is which is kind of like a, I guess it's grammatical, but I do know that um, it comes from like either Greek or... or uh, uh, well, anyway, I'm not an English major or anything, sure. but the second definition is the act of drawing in. And when I did a little more research, I found like that it's literally like drawing an air into your lungs. Huh. And so what's cool about that, I think, is um, when we get into scripture a little bit in a minute, uh, just keep that in mind. The act yeah. of drawing the air into your lungs. Yeah. But I also thought it was cool, like the whole idea of the divine influence or action. On a person believed to qualify him or her to receive and communicate sacred revelation. That is very interesting. Which is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. But the Webster's Dictionary says that's yeah. the definition of the word inspiration. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to say that goes along with that was that um, your inspiration is going to come from what you're choosing to input to your brain. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do know. So if you're in the scriptures a lot... I think that, and you're a worship writer or a Christian poet or something like that, mm-hmm. and you're looking for inspiration. Um, if you're not getting into the scriptures, it's not going to come as easily. Sure. I, I absolutely believe that sometimes God will just um, download something to you. I think, yeah. I think that that can happen. I do too. Um, but I think that 
probably more often people are just in scripture and that's what their that's what their brain is engaged in and that's rattling around in there. I think some like some of my songs that I feel like are actually really good are ones that have come from, oh, I've had this sermon or I've had uh, this scripture that I've been reading mm-hmm. rattling around in the old noggin and it it comes out. Yeah. If you look at like, um, there's a book somebody showed us um, that has Charles Wesley's lyrics and there's um, all the scripture references, like every line, there's yeah. like several pieces of scripture. So it was like that guy just basically breathed scripture and that was his inspiration. And so when you go and you look at his songs, it's all just different verses of scripture. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I like the idea of, um, I would like to think that most Christian artists would pull something right out of the scripture and sing it. Yeah. And if it wasn't right out of the scripture, it was some kind of uh, prophetic word from the Lord that like hit their Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I would like to have be like, you know, I would like to have mm-hmm. it said that that might be the best way to write a worship song. Yeah. Not that I am a super authority. There's, there's all the kinds of worship leaders out there, but there are songs that are inspired by scripture. Sure. And not necessarily a close um, approximation of what scripture is literally saying. Yeah. Well, like, like this is, uh, so like the one we serve, mm-hmm. there is scripture in there yeah but some of it is your like feelings about uh the state of your ministry at the time yeah and the state of the world and 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 your passion yeah and what was in my brain when i wrote that was a lot of kind of the justice not feelings but your uh what your spirit was telling you sure yeah i didn't mean i mean it was both i i I certainly did have feelings Mm -hmm. about what was going on at the time Sure. Um, but, you know, I was going back to like um, Amos and, and Hosea and uh, books like that, um, you know, kind of for the, for the justice aspects. Like what is what is Jesus actually calling us to do? Yeah. You know, love people. Agreed. Yeah. That's one of my favorite yeah. uh, verses is uh, John 15, where it says, or is it for it's first John? John or first John 15 that says, um, stick with me, the vine. Yeah. And love each other. Yeah. I think, that's, fit, I think that's the gospel of John. If you can, but yeah, if you can accomplish both of those things and mm-hmm. you're good. Yeah. You can, you can get everything else figured out. It's all details to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, so yeah, just follow Jesus and, and, and love one another and then you'll be, you'll be straight you'll be in good shape. So do you want to do you want to open up scripture a little bit and talk more about it? Sure. Yes. Yeah. I had a few questions. All right. To pose for our listeners and for you and for me. I'm throwing the questions out there in the airways and we'll just see what comes back. Does that sound good? Sounds like a plan. So, OK, as far as like where scripture is concerned, I did some research. I am not a let me tell the listeners. Listen to me really quick. I'm not a pastor and I am not a very good like teacher teacher. I have other gifts. Spiritual ones, but I don't know if I'm yes. a teacher. So leave us. He does have gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I have at least one, I promise. But um, I was going to say <clears throat> that as far as gifts are concerned, in Exodus 35, 30, now let me open this up here. Borrowing your Bible today. It says, and I quote, let me see. <laughs> Hold on. I got this. Here we go. <laughs> All right. 
Then Moses said to the Israelites, See, the Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill, ability, and knowledge in all kinds of crafts, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of artistic craftsmanship. And he has given both him and Ohaliab, son of Ahasamach, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach others. He has filled them with the skill to do all kinds of work as craftsmen, designers, embroiderers in blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine linen, and weavers, all of them master craftsmen and designers. So Bezalel, Bezalel, Oholiab, and every skilled person (laughs) to whom the Lord has given skill and ability to know how to carry out all the work of constructing the sanctuary are to do the work just as the Lord has commanded. So I'll start there. So these guys with really crazy names that I struggled with just now, I'm sorry. (laughs) As you're writing, as you're reading and saying things at the exact same time, sometimes your brain just goes sour and then you can't say them the right way. I practiced before, but it didn't work. What I'm saying is that God kind of gives these people the ability, the spirit of God. It says, in 31, he has filled them with the spirit of God with skill, ability, and knowledge in all kinds of crafts. Uh-huh. So what I think is interesting is that like when God calls his people, he fills them with the skills and abilities necessary. Yeah. So at the time... Like how your book is booming as you set it down. Hold on. <laughs> Do you hear how big that Bible sounds? <laughs> this is the weight of the scriptures, people. Hear it. You hear that? You hear that echo, that booming echo in the background? That's what happens when you lay the Bible it's down. So the word don't of God, so. keep it in your hand. Um, no, I like that passage because it reminds me of um, like Ephesians four and the other place where Paul talks about the fruit of the spirit and absolutely the I gifts. Mean, and, funny how all of the scripture yeah. coincides and and uh, goes together in such yeah. a great way like that. Well, and. But you that's know. a that's a road less traveled scripture you don't hear many sure, people talking sure. about. But I like that it was like a specific skill, a specific craft that, um, you know, embroidery and, and the stuff that they needed to be able to do. And God just gives them that yeah. skill. Yeah. And I feel like each of us, not, not just musicians, but just anyone, God chooses that person and gives them the skills necessary, the ability to do those kinds of things in a way that is glorifying to him. And if yeah. you're obedient to it, then that skill is obvious, like what it is God wants you to do. Yeah. So basically that's, yeah. But do you think all these like skilled craftsmen had like no experience or like anything like that? And it was just suddenly boop, like planted on them, like <laughs> all of a sudden in an instant. Or do you think that they also had mm. like a lifetime of experience that's where rough. God developed those skills in them. Well, that's like a tough thing because like yeah. I want to believe that it's possible or I mean anything is – let me preface this. Anything's possible for God. Of course. So I do think that there has been times in the scripture where the spirit can enlighten someone with something that they didn't previously have. Yeah. But I do also think that working diligently and honing your craft is also like a glorifying thing to God because – he takes like pleasure in the work you're doing for him. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think that I think it's like a, maybe a both and, but I think everybody is called differently. And so, I mean, it's like, I we'll talk about Paul at some point in the next couple episodes, but it's like how he was just kind of like 
called by Jesus. And then yeah. it was just kind of like filled with the spirit. And um, yeah. And it took both for him because he had all that training as a Pharisee and all that knowledge of the old Testament, mm-hmm. the scriptures, he had all that in his brain already. Right. You know, he had developed and memorized that over a lifetime. Um, but it also took a special gifting of the Holy spirit to be able to do all the things that he did. Right. But his teaching, if you read it is clearly like, here's a guy who knows his stuff, you know, at least the, the base level stuff before becoming like a true believer, like, uh, like being a person who knows all the rules doesn't necessarily mean that you know how to be a teacher of Christ. Right. But, but we'll, we'll get into, we'll get into that next episode, but, but for now, I think it is pertinent to say that there are times when both God fills you with this gift, like maybe like, I would like to believe, I, I don't know if there's evidence to this, but I would like to believe that one guy just comes to church and accepts Jesus as his Lord, as his Lord and savior. And somebody just leaves a guitar out and grabs it and realizes his like future is to be a, like a guitar player and a worship band. Wow. But I don't be, know. That would be pretty amazing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but like, I mean, you know, yeah, <laughs> obviously, sure. obviously you can't just pick up a guitar and play, but you know what I'm saying? Like Jessica, yeah. Jessica, for example, she had never mm-hmm. played the bass, but, um, you know, uh, in one week she was on the praise team and just, uh, and I mean, she's not a virtuoso, but she ended up touring with us for a while in your band for a little bit. No music is like that because there are people who are a lot more naturally gifted. Sure. And, but everybody I think has some, as long as you have like the most rudimentary, like ear, I think that you have some ability to figure out something, whether it's piano or guitar or singing. Um, but some people have to work a lot harder at it. And some people have to learn the sheet music and yeah. can, and are just, that's their thing. And that's fine. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, uh, not to shout out to people we know in real life, but like Hannah. Oh yeah. She's definitely a person I would say that over time, which is interesting. I feel like she's developed the ear, which is like the opposite of me. Mm. I was from like a young age able to hear music and like get it. Yeah. Um, not to go on a long, like, oh, I'm so awesome rant or anything. I don't want it to sound like that. But uh, when I was four years old, I saw this cartoon. And in the cartoon, the person that was playing on the, I, I don't want to say it was Bugs Bunny or whatever, but I don't know. But they were playing Furry Lease by Beethoven. Yeah. And I had either heard it from my mom or something, but I was four and I had this little keyboard and I just started playing it. Uh, I'm not going to play it because I don't know if it's uh, <laughs> copyrighted or whatever, but um, I played it and my grandma called my mom and she like left work early and came to like listen. Yeah. And then they were like, we need to get you lessons. But I also had ADHD. Yeah. So I didn't want to take <laughs> lessons. So my road was a little longer, but for and somebody you're, like, you're the type that makes people who just read sheet music jealous. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm jealous of people like Hannah because Hannah can be given a piece of music. She's never seen and just mm, play. Never, it like it's, never heard it before. Right. Yeah. And I just can't play it. I can't do that either. And so, the, here's a bigger question for later. Which would you rather have on a worship team? Oh, well. The person who just automatically knows the sheet music or the person yeah. that can like hear it and kind of figure it out but isn't as like technically savvy? Mm. That'll be an interesting Yeah, I'd have look to think that. about that. Might have I've, to have I've her done, on. I've done worship with both. Mm. And uh, I think as long as you have a team that listens to each other and tries hard to serve the um, mm. the worship, rather than uh, have a solo or something. Yeah. Um, I think it tends to work out. We might just have to have some cool musicians on the show at some yeah. point. 
um, to uh, like give their perspective on it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, um, you want to go for some more scripture? We're at 41 minutes. I definitely want to hear more scripture. Okay. The more scripture, the better. Zach, yeah. you're up. Okay. So I just had one, but it's, it's profound. Yeah. I looked it up. Second Timothy three. I'm going to look it up in this NIV Bible while you read your version. I don't know which version uh, you'll read, but it's the same. All right. I'm just looking at it online, which takes longer than turning the page. Well, I'm with <laughs> you. Just go ahead. I love that page turning in the mic. Sounds really good. I don't want to cool. say what this is, but there's an internet thing that this is. No, we won't I'm go into that. I'm not going to say what it is because <laughs> I don't like it. But. All right, you said it's 2 Timothy? 2 Timothy three 16. I'm there. Let's go. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I like to include verse 17 there because it says why. Everything yeah. is God breathed. I know exactly, yeah. right? It's not just um, a hollow defense of like your view of the Bible or something. It's actually it's for the servant being able to do God's good work. Um, but uh, I think when I preached on this back in the summer, I'm pretty sure I looked up um, the breathe the word for breathed, you know, and it's that Greek pneuma uh, that people always talk about. And it's the same word for spirit. It's oh like, yeah, it's like a participle or something. Yeah. Well, but, like we 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 talk about that in Ecclesiastes about the animals thing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, that's another aside. Yeah. But um, yeah, so scripture has to be tied to the Holy Spirit speaking, and I like that the um, the dictionary had. Oh yeah, I find that a very interesting parallel. Um, I'll uh, the, the uh, dictionary said that it's the divine influence, divine breathing. Even it says in, in one, so it's it's the breath of God. Um, yeah, and and the uh, act of uh, another thing for inspiration is the act of drawing in breath. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna get to that at the end. Right. Can you see this? Lining up for you. <laughs> so to go along, just with listen kinda, to it as a series. Just binge. <laughs> just oh yeah, just go. You know what? Think of it as a series and just read the scripture. <laughs> like, go through each yeah. one. Um, but no, I was going to say, uh, going along with what you just read in Timothy, um, uh-huh. there's a a Luke scripture I think kind of like matches up mm-hmm. with it very well. Luke twelve, uh, eleven and twelve. Let me get there. And it says in the NIV, when you are brought before synagogues, rulers and authorities, do not worry about mm. how you will defend yourselves or what you will yeah. say for the Holy Spirit will teach you at the time what you should say. Yeah. And so what's what we were talking about before is you had mentioned lyrics and how it comes very naturally sometimes and other times it takes a while. That's another one where uh, Jesus is talking about the kind of the end times or just really like what's going to happen to you guys as believers, right. Um, you're going to be persecuted. Yeah. And so that's another kind of encouraging word that the yeah. Holy spirit is there to speak for us. I know the context of that doesn't yeah. necessarily have to do with the creative aspect, but I do like the idea yeah. that when we call on God, that Holy spirit will kind of give us the, the, the words. And sure. um, when it comes to writing songs, it's nice to know that you have that, 
um, that resource to, yeah. to call upon. Um, especially if you're stuck and you've got bad writer's block, which happens a lot sometimes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, uh, what's weird is that you could think that you're right, you're right where you need to be in the right mindset. You can think that mm-hmm. you have the motivation and then you can just be stuck because something's yeah. weird in your heart. You got stuff going on with the life or yeah, maybe you that's just happened to you. Yeah. It, yeah. And I guess kind of going along with the good, the good input mentality mm-hmm. because scripture kind of serves as good input and, um, but also the relationship with Christ is something that's important. And I think yeah. that, that serves as input as well. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, and I think you have to have both things to really have a good, solid biblical and Christ centered worship song. Both. Yeah. I'm sorry. What did you say? Both. Uh, so both a relationship, which yeah. doesn't really depend on knowing scripture, but then also like, being wait, are you saying, are you saying faith? Versus action? No. I'm just well, kidding. yeah. I'm teasing. It, yeah, I mean, it. it you got to know Christ. Um, Absolutely. Which is apart from being an expert in all things biblical. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I am a, a big, like, go to the scripture advocate, like, in everything just about. Yeah. But there are times when uh, you just need to, like, get quiet. Let's yeah. say in Matthew, go to a quiet place. Yeah. And just have a one-on-one. Right. And yeah. so it's it's great to to have that. Like I said, there's a resource, but I think you're right. I think knowing about the scripture, mm-hmm. being uh, being prepared, the armor, and 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 just having that resource uh, scripturally is great. But also being able to call yeah. upon the Lord and have a good relationship. And right. I think when you have both, the echoes of what you've read in scripture will be rattling around in there. You know, and, and the that, fruit of the song, like the song's yeah. fruit will be good. Like, what, yeah. you know, uh, I'm saying that wrong. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. The, the product that you get, I feel like will be yeah. more fruitful yeah. for when doing it yeah. with that process. You know, but God, God wants your whole being. Yes. You know, he, he can engage your like scripture, um, especially if you're reading like a really logical part, like you're reading something Paul wrote or something like mm-hmm. that can really engage your brain. Right. Um, but God wants more than just your brain, right? He wants your heart. He wants your body. He wants um, your whole self to be dedicated to him. Exactly. So um, should we should we do this? Do you want to do this one, the Colossians 3 one, or do you want to go on? To sure. I, d- I didn't look that one up before, but let's. Okay. Why don't you read it and we'll talk about it. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm not trying to hog it. I want <laughs> us to, to have equal scripture sharing, but... Um, This is just one that talks about Christ's inspiration, like how he inspires us, um, which I think is important because we were just talking about it. Mm -hmm. Let the peace. Oh, so this is, um, by the way, Colossians 3, 15 through 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms hymns Mm. and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the father through him. That's the scripture that if you're like a uh, manager at a business (laughs) or something that you put on everybody's desk to remind them. (laughs) This is the mission. (laughs) No, but yeah, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, it's like, if you're dwelling in Christ, like this stuff is going to come like that's, yeah. that's the point I'm trying to make. And I'm thinking you're making the same point, but, uh, 
dwelling in Christ, I feel like is, um, what's the word? Uh, uh, synonymous, superfluous, whatever the word is, it is very close to the way that we're talking about inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not an English major. I'm going to (laughs) say weird words that maybe don't fit what I'm trying to say sometimes, but that's, uh, yeah. Maybe you're just inspired to say them. The Holy spirit is spitting out of me so fast right now. The words aren't you know coming <laughs> out right. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, you know a little bit more about him, but I think our next little like thing is John Mark McMillan. Sure. Yeah. Do you want to maybe talk about him or do you want to just back and forth on that? Cause um, I feel like that's a big So you example. wanted to talk about how he loves, right? I do want to talk about how he loves. We've talked about this song before a lot. Because uh, we used to lead it all the time. I still. Yeah, I like yeah it of course. It's it's a great song. Um, Here's the debate. Let's get this out of the way. I am a sloppy wet kiss guy. Well, so am I. So there's not that much debate. But I'm just saying for the other people out there listening, there has been several different people that have uh, changed yeah. it depending on how comfortable they feel. But there you go. I, I get why you would want to change it. I and, do too. And um, there was a blog post that I read from John Mark McMillan that kind of explained how him and David Crowder got together and talked about it. Like he was totally cool with Crowder changing the words. Right. Um, but for me personally, I think that the, the sloppy wet kiss image is a little bit better for what he's trying to describe because he's talking about heaven meeting earth, which is the kingdom of God kind of interacting with humans. And so that is a sloppy and messy process. And for anybody listening who yeah. hasn't heard the song How He Loves by John Mark McMillan, if you're a person who hasn't heard that in church or if you're a non-Christian listening to the podcast, yeah. by the way, thank you for listening. Uh, but uh, it's the lyric is, um, so heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss. And some people have changed it to yeah. heaven meets earth like a unforeseen kiss and then i've actually heard heaven meets earth like a passionate kiss that's the flyleaf one right it's like the middle of the road yeah and yeah. so what we're about to talk about with john mark mcmillan and his like whole backstory of how he loves i feel like kind of exemplifies why i choose sloppy wet yeah because it's not it's not this clean like pretty thing yeah it's but about it's, it's about god interacting on earth and uh so how what he saw God doing in his life revolved around um, his best friend, Stephen. Yeah. Um, and Stephen, I believe died in a car wreck. And so this on song, Wikipedia, if okay. I know it says here um, before. Okay. Yeah. So it said that he died. Uh, he got in a bad car accident and then later the same evening he had died. So he, right. he, yeah. he actually made it to the hospital, but he didn't yeah. recover. Yeah. So, uh, John Mark McMillan was um, lamenting over that. Right. Um, and I find it very interesting that while um, there was great sadness and the tragedy uh, that had happened, there was also worship of God because mm-hmm. it reminded him of how much God wants us, how he jealously right. pursues after us. Mm-hmm. And something about that, um, I can't speak for John Mark McMillan, but something about that situation must have spoke to his heart. And um, if you listen to, there's a full version of the song out there and there's a third verse that not a lot of people know about Mm, where he says, yeah, he says, I thought about you the day Stephen died and you met me between my breaking. That's kind of how that verse starts. And so, yeah, 
Uh, so the song really Man, was as a worship leader. I feel like I should have known that. I had no idea. Yeah, was a third and, verse. And so it it was inspired by this story, uh, and it became a huge song. And uh, eventually, they dropped that third verse out to make it more relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's still in there, and I think that you can sometimes hear John singing it that way. Well, like uh, the one thing I wanted to add, just because I'm reading, I'm again, you know more than me, obviously, and you don't have Wikipedia in front of you, but I'm looking at it. Uh, but this is verified. I looked this up um, uh, uh, before today, and that was that his friend, Stephen Coffey, said, I'd give my life today if it would shake the youth of the nation. Yeah. And so that's what I think is interesting that yeah. it was kind of out of that that Macmillan kind of had his, like, breakthrough. And yeah. then as a result of that, with that song, writing about his struggle of kind of that relationship with God it did shake the youth because so many of the new generation loved that worship song. Yeah. And it became like a huge, like, uh, anthem for, for like Christians. Yeah. I think it's pretty awesome and profound. Anyway, just a cool little story. If you want to check out Mark, John Mark McMillan, he is the original writer of how he loves. (laughs) Yes. By the way, (laughs) there are many versions out there. Um, I still think his is the best. (laughs) I like that, uh, that funny video on uh, YouTube about that, where they like the two producer guys. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. um, okay. So what okay, are we talking so are we about? At the end yeah. Here? Let's finish up because we're okay. getting close to an hour. We're at 55 minutes. Did very good. All yeah. right. So, um, first point, if inspiration is breathing something in, is that, is that how Webster defines it as one of the mm-hmm. definitions and scripture says God's word is breathing out. Like you said yeah. for a uh, second Timothy, um, then what does that mean for our inspiration? Like, you know, what we're basically coming to here is that when you're inspired yeah. and, and you're doing it for the purpose of writing worship music, you're literally breathing in yeah. God's breath, yeah. which is pretty awesome. For me, um, I try to take a cue from the people who wrote scripture, mm-hmm. whether you're talking about the Old Testament or the New Testament, there's a context from which scripture comes from. It's not just downloaded. Like it doesn't come from somebody out of nowhere who has no idea about the situation that he's writing about. Right. The people who wrote scripture, they just sat down and they're like, I'm going to write about this experience that I had, or I'm going to try to write about the history of Israel, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to try to write uh, something pleading to this community. And I don't know if they really thought like, this is going to be in today. This is someday going to be in a book called the Bible. <laughs> yeah. You know, that <laughs> canon process happened way later. If you know your church history. Well, when they reference scripture, they're talking literally about like individual, like papers. The, they <laughs> like, were the scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't some book you could just reference. It yeah. Was when like Paul tells Timothy, old writings, <laughs> when Paul tells Timothy to stay in the scriptures, He's saying, look up these scrolls that are right. the history of Israel that we passed down. There wasn't a book called the Old Testament. And if it, there were, it wouldn't be the Old Testament because the New Testament was still being written. Um, and so I think that there's there's just a very human creative process and hard work behind crafting the words. Absolutely. But there's also this divine inspiration. Without it, it wouldn't be scripture. It wouldn't be the word of God. Right. So I think that there's got to be a melding of both. And I say both and on so many different um, yeah. topics. No, I know what you uh, But this one, it really is. Um, it really is true. You need a co-effort between God and humans. Um, and I think that 
maybe that's why creativity is so beautiful to us. Yeah. Uh, because it really is the divine um, kind of working with our ability to think and let something come out of the heart. Right. And so I just have here is like the last little note here um, that I wrote down. It's just kind of like a extra little thing because we talked about both the um, inspiration coming through the Holy Spirit, through Christ, yeah. through God. And then we also have um, the process of writing a song mm-hmm. and working with that and working with God with that. And so what I have is our second point is when we have that, we want to have a conversation with God and we write these lyrics down. It's almost as if they are the culmination of your conversation. It's like you, you sit and you say to God, like, send me your words. What am I writing about? And so it's fun that it's almost like a written down version of your conversation. Yeah. uh, And the way that God wants you to say that conversation to the people, like a prophetic word, uh, where in like Corinthians, uh, you know, they talk about, uh, giving a word of prophecy to your church as a way of building up the church. And so it's cool that the lyrics, if you're inspired in that way through Christ, that they are literally the words God and you have discussed, yeah, yeah. which is neat. Yeah. There's an author, um, Brian Wren, who has a book where he says that, uh, when you sing something, it's like you're praying twice mm. because you've got the words, but then you've also got the music that kind of carries you through. It's like Absolutely. a vehicle. And so, um, isn't worship music just great? Yeah. You've got, you've got two (laughs) points of contact with God because you have both the words that affect your head and then you've got the lyrics and, and, um, and the music and the way that it's put together in a melody, um, that affects, can affect your heart, you know, can get you into the motion of what's going on. And it goes kind of beyond your thinking level. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Well, Hey, we want to say that we really appreciate you guys listening um, to episode two. And uh, we thank you so much for being a part of uh, what we're doing and hopefully uh, what a part of uh, God is kind of doing through us and uh, with us. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to check us out next week when we have a very old and good friend of ours on Jake Lee from uh, Harrisonburg Mennonite church. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, and also, um, by the time this podcast gets out on the internet, we should have our Patreon and everything up. So check us out on Twitter, Houseplants Podcast, Patreon, Houseplants Podcast. Uh, I believe, um, oh, that was my knuckle. It's Houseplants Pod pretty much everywhere. Houseplants Pod everywhere. So check us out and we will see you next time. Peace. See ya. God bless.